Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to the latest episode of Trundle Bed Tales. I am your host, Sarah Utah, and I am the a creator of Trundle Bed Tales. Find us all around the web under Trundle Bed Tales and on your favorite social media platform. If you listen or just have an account on iTunes or another podcast um, venue, please leave positive feedback because that helps people find the show. And this is episode 135, and it is about Veterans Day in Flanders Field. And before we get into that, we have just a little housekeeping. Uh, Now, I want to make sure, you know, if you want to, you can call in at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll-free, 1-877-633-9389. That's 1-877-633-9389. And you can also chat if you want to on the Blog Talk Radio app while we are going. And in terms of what's going on, I just had my last program for the season uh, last, well, the two nights ago on Wednesday in Union, Iowa. We had a great time, and I hope if you are interested in having me present either in person or virtually, please uh, contact your local library or museum or service group and ask them to have me come because I am always happy to come and share the word about Laura. And I also wanted to make sure that everybody knew that uh, I had another episode that just dropped today at noon, and it is Drive drive to Wilder Land, Where to Drive and Why. Now, this is a fairly new series I've started where I start in a central location in one of the Laura towns and then drive to various spots that you might want to visit while you're there and then tell you why you want to visit there, what you can see. And today's episode is going to be all about uh, where you can go to find uh, Manley's Homestead, which is Rose Wilder Lane's birthplace, and then also Laura and Manley's tree claim, where there are still a few trees left from the ones he planted. And I was really glad to get this one done. I think it's a great couple of things for people to know where are. And I am continuing to finish up a couple of these, and then I'm going to be heading on to a couple other locations. And I hope to catch up with 
all of my trips and actually get the videos posted and then have some other videos done too. So we're hoping. Uh, and I also wanted to let you know that the December uh, monthly update is going to, I hope, get done in November. I always hope that. But I've got a couple of things almost nailed down. And as soon as I do, I'm going to be doing that episode. So be sure to look for that. And if there is something Laura Ingalls Wilder that you really want for Christmas, please let me know. Uh, you can contact me on by email, info at trundlebedtales.com or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or any of those. And uh, you can help me with the um, uh, with what I should include. So with that, I think we're ready to go on to Veterans Day. And if so, we are done with housekeeping. All right. Now, Veterans Day is an important day to me because um, my father actually did serve in-country in Vietnam, and I am very proud of that fact. And so I, not just because of that, but Veterans Day has always been an important day to me. Uh, It is always on, in the United States, and I think most countries around the world, uh, in, in Western culture anyway, as um, the Veterans Day on November 11th. And that is because the end of World War One, which was then known as the Great War because they thought no one would be stupid enough to try and have that broad a war again. It was just too much. And so they signed a... Uh, the peace treaty, or the armistice, they call it. It's also known as Armistice Day. Uh, it on the, that called for an end of the war at the eleventh day of the eleventh month at the eleventh hour. And I always feel the worst about the people who were killed that morning of the eleventh, still firing off guns and bombs and things until right at the eleven o'clock. Um, and um, that is when you are really supposed to remember Veterans Day the most if you don't uh, know at 11 o'clock your local time, you're supposed to give a a minute of silence in respect to not only the veterans of World War I, but to the veterans of all the different kinds of war. It's a great day to wear a flag or other patriotic colors, And as I say, it it is a marker all across the Western world. So um, with that, I'm also going to talk about a couple other things that have to do with World War I. And one of that is the poem in Flanders Fields. Now, Flanders Fields and Flanders Fields has always meant quite a lot to me because my great-grandmother's house when I was little 
there was a, uh, draw, or a, a print on the wall that was uh, had the center with in, in Flanders Field posted in it. And apparently this was a pretty common thing that a lot of people uh, back then had gotten. Flanders Field, uh, well, let, let me go ahead and read it to you because I think you may recognize it. In Flanders Fields, the poppies blow between the crosses, row on row, that mark our place, and in the sky, the larks, still bravely singing, fly, scarce heard amid the guns below, we are the dead. Short days ago, we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders Fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you from failing hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders' fields. And although when he actually wrote this poem, the war was still going on, he actually, in kind of a eerie precedence uh, knew that there was going to be uh, red poppies and right after World War I you'd go and these wild poppies which, which grew in France had kind of taken over the graveyards and there'd be all these red poppies and they also of course symbolized the blood that was spilt in the war and uh, it's just a poem that really hit everywhere. It was probably one of the best-known poems of the 20th century. Uh, And despite the fact it is fairly short, it just had an incredible impact on people. It started up as being viral in a way before people were online as it spread to soldier to soldier to veteran to veteran from veterans group to veterans group. And there are a lot of organizations which have done something with this poem. But despite the fact um, and, uh, that it was an international war, uh, we normally think of it really as an American holiday. And I would really like to know, and I haven't found anybody who could tell me Uh, if other countries do that too, is Canada Canada mostly focused on Canadians? Is Great Britain mostly focused on British? I think they probably are, but someone had um, reached out to me when I was talking about Veterans Day one time and said, you know, it wasn't only the United States. So I think that is a fair point. It wasn't. And one of the things that is a great example of that is this poem because it was written by John McCrae, who was part of uh, the Allied military force, but he was Canadian and was fighting with the uh, Canadian armed forces. Uh, his name was John McCrae, and he was actually born in Ontario and had become a doctor. And he served in the medical corps 
uh, during the Boer War in South Africa. And uh, in the start of World War I, he also became a member of um, the Royal College of Surgeons and served as consulting surgeon to the British Army. Uh, he wrote the poem about the April 1915 battle in Belgium and I am going to totally mess up this French, and I apologize. French is not my language. I have trouble pronouncing it every time. But it's Ypres salient, Y-P-R-E-S, separate word, S-A-L-I-E-N-T. And that battle went on for 17 days, and he tended to uh, injured during that battle. And a friend of his died during the battle, and it was partly in remembrance of him that he wrote this poem. And it was uh, really um, a poignant thing because it wasn't that long after he wrote the poem that he died. He died January 28, 1918, as uh, a surgeon. He had caught in in pneumonia and died from that when he was only 45. So uh, that idea that the man who wrote the poem that defined World War I didn't make it outside the war himself was a really... um, Uh, touching moment for people. It really kind of added, uh, crystallized to the fact that um, he was part of this war and that it continued on. Now, it also, this poem in Flanders Fields, reflects the poppies. Now, if you are from one of the Western countries, you probably know that they do poppies, uh, paper or material poppies, every year. Usually it is for Memorial Day, but some groups also sell them for Veterans Day. And these are uh, veterans groups, and they make them and then use the money to help veterans which is really a great uh, fundraising thing. They used to, at the Iowa State Fair, have a booth in the the Varied Industries building that would be veterans sitting up and uh, making the poppies. And something that I found was interesting, and I had no idea until uh, somebody did a 4-H presentation on this that I saw, Uh, As an adult, it was not anybody when I was in 4-H. And I had no idea. I knew that different countries used the poppy, but different countries use different designs of the poppy. And some of them are fabric, some of them are paper. In the United States, ours is crepe paper, and frankly, I think looks more like a tulip than an actual poppy. Uh, They're little... uh, little twists 
wrapped around roll of uh, of paper with a black piece of paper to be the inside of the flower in the center. Most of the other countries, a poppy version of the poppies is actually flatter than that, and I think probably look more like actual poppies than that. But look that up because it really is incredible that you have this this clear idea of your head of poppies, and then you find out that other people's version of poppies were completely different. And if you are wanting a poppy, you can get them usually in two sizes. There is the small size that you can use um, as a pin, or there's a fairly large size that you could get some for a bouquet or part of a bouquet. And you will often find them uh, at stores around uh, Veterans Day or Memorial Day, mostly Memorial Day, that there'll be a table with um, veterans staffing it and they'll be selling the flowers or they will have a deposit place at the end of the checkout lines. If you have a store that actually has checkout lines, uh, again, around Memorial Day. Not all stores, but keep an eye out and you can find them that way. And when I was uh, around here, I guess I should say, around here, it's a goodwill donation. So you can put in what you want to donate and then take a poppy rather than them having a set amount. It's actually good business because people tend to give more if you have it set up that way. So the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Memorial Day is partly to um, remember all of our past loved ones and is for um, the veterans who have died. Veterans Day is to celebrate all veterans, especially living veterans. The poppy became the symbol from it um, in 19, in about 1921. Um, and in 1924, the American Legion adopted the poppy program as one of its national initiatives to raise money. And uh, it has really continued on from to, uh, from that today. And I just, I find that it's really important to respect our veterans who stood up and fought for us, for our lives. You should always be grateful to any veteran. And if you see someone um, in military uniform, uh, you always say, thank you for your service. And it's something that I, I feel really strongly about. And I truly do thank them for their service. With that, I want to go back to in Flanders Fields just a minute because 
I think it gives you an example of why poetry was a really big deal in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, and it really isn't that big a deal anymore. People uh, read novels. You don't hear about people reading a book of poetry so much anymore. I do, but that's because you know me. I'm kind of uh, do things differently. And as part of this uh, in Flanders Fields, it was reprinted all over the place. Like I said, my great-grandmother had a print of it on her wall. A lot of people did. It was printed and reprinted and reprinted. And I wanted to especially point a volume of poetry it appeared in. That was my grandmother's. And it was always on the shelf here. And it had a lot of great poetry in that book. But like in Flanders Fields, these poems, for the most part, were telling a story. They were uh, using beautiful language. They were creating emotion. And most of poetry today is a lot more avant-garde than that. And also there's more of an idea that only poets write poetry. And I don't think that's necessarily true, but it used to be there was a really strong emphasis that anybody could write poetry. And you would have people writing responses. So in this book of my grandmother's, it had in Flanders Field. And then it had a a section called In Response to Flanders Fields. And there were all these people who had felt so moved by the original poem that they felt the need to write a poem in response. And this was, you know, people all across the country would read a program or read a poem and then have a reaction and then write a poem back. And you just do not see that anymore. And again, I think part of it is just that idea of abstraction instead of telling a story of beauty. Now, you can have pain in the story. I mean, in Flanders Fields, it's terribly painful and is about, you know, a battle in World War I that was just horrific. But it has beauty to it too and I think that is what a lot of poetry has lost and poetry tends to be on an extreme downhill slide in popularity and I hope that people get inspired again and pick up poetry more like in Flanders Fields. And with that, I have pretty much gotten to the end of the, um, what I wanted to talk about today. I want to read the poem to you one more time. And I hope that if you missed having your minute of silence so far, that you will, um, well, if you're listening today, you can always pick a different time and at the top of the hour have your minute of silence 
or if not, try really hard to get a minute at 11 a.m. next year. So I'm going to do the poem one more time, and then we will end the episode. In Flanders Fields. In Flanders Fields, the poppies blow between the crosses, row on row, that mark our place. And in the sky, the lark, still bravely singing fly, scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead. Short days ago we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders' fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe, to you from failing hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders' fields. By John McCrae. Thank you for visiting with me today on our latest episode of Trendlebed Tales. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something about Veterans Day. Uh, look for me all around the web under Trundlebed Tales. I am on uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and uh, with the podcast and on YouTube with some videos also on Vimeo. And I hope that I hear from you soon. Remember to always brighten the corner where you are. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.